I'm thankful that you played that this morning, Miss Diane. The Lord does lead us um, oftentimes in directions we don't think that he will, but he does. Um, I'm not a big football fan. I'm a baseball guy, but I am familiar with a guy named Peyton Manning and when he would call an audible. So you guys ever heard of an audible before? So I'm going to call an Omaha. We're not going to go to John chapter 6 this morning, um, partly because I only have eight and a half minutes to preach, uh, partly because we began the worship service this morning uh, with Chandler's baptism, partly because we continued in worship with praying through a psalm together, and really in large part due to the report that the kids and adults shared with you from camp this morning about the heart that God wants us to have as His people. So instead of going to John chapter 6, I want to read to you from Psalm chapter 51 and just share two thoughts with you before we continue on in worship and observance of the Lord's Supper and then head on to first group Bible study this morning. And really as I read to you from Psalm chapter 51, I want you to pay careful attention to verse 10 and then also to verse 17 and we'll talk about those two verses in particular this is a passage that was written by King David after a prophet named Nathan had called him out for his sin. David had committed adultery with a woman named Bathsheba. Later on, he had her husband Uriah the Hittite murdered in battle so that he could cover up Bathsheba's pregnancy and his adulterous affair. But it was when David was confronted by one of God's prophets that David's heart was broken over his sin and that he asked God to create in him a clean heart. Psalm chapter 51 reads this way, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness. According to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done this evil in your sight, that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward parts. And in the hidden part, you will make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness, that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God." And renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. And do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. And uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways. And sinners shall be converted to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed, O God. The God of my salvation. And my tongue shall sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall show forth your praise. 
For you do not desire sacrifice, or else I would give it. You do not delight in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. Do good in your good pleasure to Zion. Build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you shall be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness, with burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Then they shall offer bulls on your altar. Father God, I pray that you would indeed speak to our hearts through your word this morning. Help us to understand what it means to have a clean heart and a broken heart. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. As you heard this morning, this week at camp, our children, and really us as adults as well, learned that God sees beyond just the surface level. He looks deep into our hearts with His piercing gaze, and He knows what is beyond the surface. Oftentimes we wear masks, we build up walls, we're hardened, we have a facade so that other people can't really see what's going on in our lives and deep in our hearts. But God sees beyond all of that, and He knows what's going on. In this passage that we're looking at today, David had some real sin in his life. He'd committed adultery. He'd had a person murdered. And that's pretty bad when you think about it. It really is. But in spite of the mistakes David had made, the Lord still loved David. And David wanted to know the Lord's love for him. And so he prays in this passage. The, the, really the first part of the prayer that he prays, we can summarize from verse 10, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. This idea of God creating a clean heart is that God goes beyond just the surface of the outside reputation that we like to present to other people. And He deals with us at the root of the issue. David's great problem was not just that he had committed sin with Bathsheba or against Uriah the Hittite, but that he had sinned against the Lord. David had to get real honest with God and say, God, I have not chosen to love you. I've chosen to love myself. I've chosen to engage in my sinful pleasures more so than following your, obey following your commands and keeping your decrees. Because of that, David was stained on the inside. He was dirty with sin that only the Lord could forgive. Understand, David could not erase his mistakes. Bathsheba was pregnant. Uriah was dead. Only God could do the work in David's heart to make him clean. If you're here this morning and there is sin in your heart and in your life... I want you to understand something. 
you cannot erase your mistakes. You cannot cover up your failures. Only God can forgive you of your sin. And He wants to come into your life and give you a clean heart. David knew the Lord and yet sinned against Him. David is not saying that he never knew God. He's just saying that he had forgotten about the Lord. And he needed God to come in and do a work in his heart and in his life. Maybe you're here this morning and you know God. You are a Christian. You've chosen to believe that Jesus died for your sins, that he was buried and that he rose again. You have called upon him in faith and named him the Lord of your life. But for whatever reason, though you know God, you've forgotten Him. You might have done something horrible, something awful. You don't need to be resaved. You don't need to be rebaptized. You need to do something that the Bible calls repent. That is, you need to turn away from your sin and you need to turn toward the Lord. It's what David did here in verse 10 when he said, God created me a clean heart. He admitted he was dirty with sin. And he came to God because he knew that the Lord was the only one who could truly forgive him. Before we go on later in the worship service and observe the Lord's Supper, would you ask God to create in you a clean heart? David went on to pray at the back end of this psalm, And really we can summarize the second portion of his prayer with verse 17. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. A lot of times we think of a broken heart as a bad thing. We might get the picture in our minds of something goofy like Billy Ray Cyrus talking about his achy breaky heart. We might have a little more serious picture that comes to mind, especially those of you who have had heart problems or who have heart problems or know someone who deals with issues where they have to go see a cardiologist in Jonesboro and have stents put in because there's blockages that could cause a heart attack or perhaps even something more severe and having open heart surgery because something far worse has happened. When David talks here about having a broken heart, it is not necessarily a bad thing. Because I want you to understand this. God desires all of us to have a broken heart. When Chandler was baptized this morning, you heard Bryson use the phrase that Chandler now has Jesus Christ in his heart. It's a spiritual picture of a spiritual reality. The Bible tells us in Revelation chapter 3 that Jesus stands at the door and knocks. Anybody who opens the door will receive Jesus. He'll come in. He'll sit down. Eat in fellowship with that individual, and that individual will have fellowship with the Lord Jesus. That picture is really given to a church that had forgotten that they were serving the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus was standing at the door of the heart of that church, knocking, asking if He could come in. The church had to let Him in. 
The only way that Jesus comes into a person's heart and a person's life is if their heart is broken open. If your heart is unbroken, it means that your heart is closed to Christ. David was willing in this passage to allow the Lord to break open his heart so that God could come in and truly teach him what it meant to not only experience forgiveness, but to have fellowship with him. If you're here this morning and you call yourself a Christian, church, I'm talking to you as individuals, but also as a body of believers. God does not come in to a closed heart. God does not come into a closed church. God comes into hearts that are broken. God works in churches that are broken. Would you allow the Lord to break your heart this morning so that He can come in and take over and be the Lord that He is? A clean heart, a broken heart. Would you pray to God this morning? God created me a clean heart. God, break my heart. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. In just a moment, Miss Diane and Nick are going to come and lead us in a song of, of invitation. And I trust that God has spoken to your heart this morning as you've been sitting here today. Would you just pray and ask God to create in you a clean heart? Would you pray and ask the Lord to break your heart over your sin? I'd be standing down here in the front if you need to speak with me. If I can pray for you in any way, I'd love the opportunity to do so. Maybe you need to come and kneel at this altar and ask God to create in you a clean heart. And ask God to break your heart so that He can come in. Maybe you're here today and you're not a Christian. And the problem isn't so much that your new heart is dirty with sin. Or that your new heart has become calloused to the conviction of the Holy Spirit. But it's that your heart is not beating at all because you are dead spiritually. Jesus came to this earth, died on the cross for your sins. His body was broken. His blood was shed so that you could receive forgiveness of sins. He was buried in a tomb and three days later He rose again. And if you will believe that Christ died for your sins on the cross and rose again, He will save you. He'll give you eternal life. If you'll simply confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. If you need to make that decision this morning, 
I'll be standing down here in the front so that you can come and speak with me about that decision as well. As God calls you today, would you respond to him?